Whoopsum, and this is the Out of the Fire podcast, where we talk about intercessory prayer, the prophetic, and other Christian topics. I'm an author and speaker, prophetic teacher, and intercessor. Welcome. Today we're going on with part two of our mini-series, Don't Waste Your Time in the Present. Uh, We were talking in our last episode about Joseph, the son of Jacob, whose story is found in Genesis 39 through 45. Uh, And we said that being faithful in the small things is necessary if we are going to make the transition from the prison to the palace, as Joseph did. If we stay close to God's heart and put him first, he will give us a good inner sense of how to walk out faithfulness, no matter where we currently are. Besides serving the jailer with excellence, What else did Joseph do to make his time in the prison worthwhile? Well, very likely he kept in close personal communication with the Lord. I doubt if he could have served with integrity if he had not. And without that close relationship, being able to interpret dreams accurately for Pharaoh's servants and eventually Pharaoh himself would have been unlikely. We have a hint of something else Joseph did while in prison, found in the story of the king's butler and baker. Genesis 40 verses 6 and 7 tells us that Joseph, in serving these two men, noticed that they were sad. He asked them, why do you look so sad today? Now that's an odd question to be asking of prison inmates, isn't it? They said to him, We have dreamed a dream, and there is no interpreter of it. And Joseph said to them, Don't interpretations belong to God? Please tell me the dreams. Joseph didn't just perform his designated duties. In the process, he cared about the people he came in contact with. I doubt if most prison workers would be concerned about whether the inmates under their jurisdiction were happy or sad. Joseph offered to listen to the dreams of these two men and to help them with the interpretations. The Bible doesn't tell us, but if Joseph took the time to converse with and care about the butler and baker, he might have done the same with other prisoners as well. He probably knew all their stories, why they were there, and whether they had been justly or unjustly imprisoned. Because of his own circumstances, he would have had compassion for them. Suffering will either harden and embitter us, or it will build the heart of God in us. Now let's imagine a little bit. Again, the Bible is silent on what I'm proposing, but as I was talking with the Lord about Joseph's prison experience, I believe he gave me this insight. Do you think when Joseph became the prime minister, that he forgot about all the prisoners he had come to know? Remember, Joseph had been an innocent victim himself, and he had asked the butler to put in a good word for him when he was restored to Pharaoh's good graces. But the butler forgot him. After a disappointing experience like that, do you think Joseph just ignored the plight of those who had been imprisoned with him? I doubt it. By this time, Joseph was walking in a level of character maturity that would not have permitted him to be so selfish. It's highly likely that Joseph used his influence with Pharaoh 
to get some of those other prisoners out of jail too. How can we apply these ideas while we're waiting for our own destiny fulfillment? First of all, it's critical that we not waste our prison time. We can serve and serve well right where we are, even if it's not the ideal situation. It's not just about poor little old me. We've got people to care for, which is an eternal work of great value in God's eyes. In addition, all the faithfulness and giving of ourselves that we do during this time is, is training for our next level of kingdom responsibility. Secondly, when we move from the prison into better times, it's important to bring others with us. We need to do what we can to lift them into their better place too. The details of how that works out will be different for each of us, but here are a few ideas. Number one, use what you have learned in the hard spots to help others through. That's part of why you went through those difficulties in the first place. 2 Corinthians 1.6 says, And if we are afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effective for enduring the same sufferings which we also suffer. Or if we are comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. Number two, use what influence, insights, and experience you have to help others find their place of serving Jesus. Number three, don't sever relationships with people who have come to love you just because you've moved upward or outward, especially when people express a desire to stay connected with you. Whether you realize it or not, some of them may be looking to you as a father or mother in the faith. Don't abandon your spiritual sons and daughters. Apostle Paul stayed in communication with the churches and individuals whom he had mentored, and he prayed for them too. I hope you will persevere until you make it from your prison experience into your God-appointed place of service, and may you bear plenty of kingdom fruit in your process of getting there. This is Leanne Rubsom with Out of the Fire. You can visit my website at characterbuildingforfamilies.com. I have many books and audio resources there for you, as well as many helpful free pages. Thank you for listening.